But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back of your shirt. <laughs> you did, you did a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. That's it, guys. Volleyball is volleyball. Happy Tuesday. The 9 by 9 is back. My name is Everett Delorum. Across from me is the one, the only, the voice from Chicago, Mr. Rob, Rob St. Clair. It is Tuesday, September 20th. We've taken a bit of a hiatus after the Men's World Championships, but hey, it's to get right back into it for the Women's World Championships that get kicked off later this week. Guys, this is the 81 square meters of the best volleyball content on the internet. And if you weren't watching our content from the Men's World Championships, then you missed out. Go back and do it because uh, we killed it and uh, it was pretty awesome. So, Rob, it's been a while. Good to see you. How are you? Did you get some rest? Uh, yes, yes. It's been a, it was an interesting week last week, not really thinking about volleyball that much. But uh, as it is with the volleyball world, there are no breaks for very long. We're jumping right back into it with the Women's World Championship. I, I'm really stoked for this tournament complete complete contrast with the men's there are so many things about this tournament other than like it's the women's volleyball instead of men's a lot of things that are very very different that i'm excited to kind of compare with the tournament that we just broke down so uh we're gonna follow along with it we're gonna cover it similarly to how we did the men's and then in the background also club season starts like next week <laughs> so like they're the italian league and the polish leagues at least start in like a week and a half so there's all sorts of stuff going on in the volleyball world we're going to focus on Women's World Championships here on the show, and then we're going to do a couple one-off shows here and there to cover some other things like club and Champions League draw that just happened. And there's all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, but you're in the right place. This is the best place on the Internet to cover volleyball and follow along with it. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just jump right into it, Rob. And now for those who watched the Men's World Championships, we talked a lot about the format. The format was very different given the situation that they had to change hosts. Rob, can you break us down the women's format? Because it's much more complicated, much more volleyball, let's say. It's much, much, much more volleyball. I think that that's, that's the main takeaway. It's still 24 teams, uh, still uh, a field that's been set for a couple of years now, the tournament being hosted in both the Netherlands and Poland. But we've known the 24 teams for a while, but it is much more volleyball, as we'll get into. Uh, it was interesting. I was looking at um, the, the team like Italy, for example, who won the men's world championship, played seven matches, uh, the last of which was the gold medal match. Whoever wins this tournament, the women's world championship, will play 12 matches. That is a huge difference, an absolutely huge difference, and um, a much different format from the Men's World Championship, but a similar format to World Championships in the past. So uh, let's let's go through it. So starting off, uh, starting this Friday, which is September 23rd, we've got sort of these ceremonial kickoff matches, uh, just some, some nice ones to get things going. Uh, that's in Arnhem, the Netherlands, uh, both of them actually. So even though Poland is one of the hosts, uh, Poland and Netherlands both play this Friday. But both those matches are in the Netherlands. So Poland takes on Croatia, which is actually a pretty darn good match. And then mm -hmm. uh, the Netherlands will get a nice uh, welcome home with an easy 3-0 beatdown of Kenya. So uh, those two matches getting down on Friday to kind of set the tone for the tournament, get things underway, and then we that, really jump into it with just days just on days of pool play. That's just such a scheduling error right off the bat, right? Like you're doing the big like first match of the tournament, like welcome to the tournament. Let's showcase the home teams. These are going to be the feature matches. The only thing going on the rest of the time, there's going to be a million games going on all at once. 
why not make one of them a really good match? You know, why, why are we throwing in Kenya at throwing in Kenya there? Like yeah. probably one of the biggest matches of pool play where the most eyes are going to be on one match at a time. And, you know, poor Kenya, they're just, you know, getting fed to the dogs. Yeah. I don't understand that one until I kick off the, the tournament with the Netherlands taking on the worst team in their pool, or at least the lowest ranked team in their pool. And then spotlighting Poland as one of the hosts, but not in Poland. Like, why, why are we having Poland play only half of their pool play in Poland? Uh, yeah, I, I don't really, know. Really doesn't make any sense. But uh, so anyway, moving on to the, just the main phase of pool play. Uh, there's a whole lot going on. So it's, uh, those two matches going down this Friday, then we really jump into it this Saturday, September 24th, uh, with four pools of six. So you can see the four pools of six there. Uh, we'll jump into uh, each pool in just a minute. But it's four pools of six instead of the men's, which was six pools of four. Uh, but it's still a round-robin pool, so every team will play every other team in their pool. That's five matches per team compared to the men's, which was three. So a lot more volleyball, which I actually like. I think, Everett, you made the point towards the end of the men's that we wish that the men's had been four pools of six. We need more volleyball and a, a bigger sample size to kind of separate the teams out a little bit more. I don't want as many ties going down to point ratio as we had in the men's tournament so yeah we won't have we probably won't have that problem here at least not as much and uh, out of that pool play where every team plays the other five teams in their pool after those five matches uh between this friday and then october 2nd is a sunday that's the last day of pool play the top four teams out of each six in the pool will, will advance so uh pretty simple there it goes from 24 to 16 then uh, that, that moves us on to the phase that is unique to this tournament, at least this year. And that's this second round of pool play thing. It's this phase two that you see in the middle of your screen. So that is where pools A and D will combine. So the four, the four teams that make it out of pool A, the four teams that make it out of pool D will combine to form some gigantic pool they're going to call pool E. And the same thing, uh, f the four teams that make it out of pools B and C will combine to form pool F. So that's two pools of eight, which is weird, but it's not really a pool. It's more like a group because hmm. the teams the teams that make it out, like all the teams, the four teams that make it out of pool A will have already played each other. So yeah. they're not going to play each other again. They're just going to take on the four teams from the other pool in their like second round group. So And they're, and they're also going to carry over the points, right? Yes, that's and that's very very important. So, like for example, let's let's look at Pool A. The Netherlands, one of the hosts. Uh, I expect them to make it out of Pool A. Let's say they do. That they'll get they'll get into Pool E, which no matter what is the the top four teams of Pool A and the top four teams of Pool D. The Netherlands then they won't play anyone else from the pool they already played. They're going to play the four teams that made out of Pool D only. Mm -hmm. So four matches then for each team that makes that phase two like second round of pools thing. And like Everett pointed out, very, very importantly, the points and standings and everything carries over from phase one to phase two. So after those five matches of initial pool play, your points don't go anywhere. So it, you don't need to like win a pool or anything like that. All you need to do is get top four in the pool of six to make it to the next round. But the better you do in that first round, the, the points are just count just the same. So after the end of that second round pool, everyone will have played nine matches, which is a lot. And all of that carries over through the first two full phases of pool play. That's nine matches that will count. And uh, of each, it's crazy. And of each pool of eight teams, there's like pool E, which is combines pools A and D. And there's pool F, which combines pools B and C. Uh, of each of those pools or groups of eight, the top four make it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we go from 24 to 16. And then we go from 16 to 8. And that's, that, that cuts down 
after all nine matches from both rounds one and two of pool play uh, that will make the cut for the teams that make it to the round of eight. So uh, that's a little bit different. Uh, it's, it's very different than the men's, but it is more similar to world championships of the past. This is kind of a familiar format for if you've been watching volleyball for a while, if you watch the tournament in 2018, did this a, a very similar thing where points carried over from the first round of pools to the second. Yeah. I feel like it's a little different than it was in the past. I feel like they've adjusted it a little bit in terms of adding the quarterfinal phase, phase which I really like, right? The fact that you do, you know, pool, repool, quarterfinal, I actually don't mind that at all. Right. I kind of like that the majority of the teams are going to get to play nine games. Like, I feel like, you know, some of the teams, the men's world championships, we barely got to see like three games and they're out. You know, this isn't the Olympics. Like, you know, get, let, let them put on a show a, a bit. So I like that the majority of teams, like 16 teams are going to be playing nine games. Like, that's a lot. But I kind of I kind of like it, too. But on the flip side, what I don't like is that carryover of points. And if if there is a carryover of points, I would like to see it only. Uh, against teams that moved on, right? Like not against a team that like didn't move on. Because if you have, if you're you're in a pool with a weaker team, right? Like or or a couple or a couple weaker teams, right? Like it's going to change a lot of things, right? It's going to change like how many pools you have have moving forward. So if you have in a stacked pool, you're automatically handicap handicapped moving forward in the tournament. Yeah, that's true, and we'll break that down as we get into the pools because some pools are definitely more loaded or more balanced or more top-heavy or whatever than others, and that will affect the teams that move on. But uh, the part that they changed uh, from 2018 to this tournament that I absolutely love is um, instead of we used to have this stupid final six thing. Mm. like We've complained about it a million times on this show where they would do two pools of three, and play another round robin, and then the top two of each three made it to the semifinals. That's the dumbest thing ever. We're not doing that anymore, fortunately. So instead of uh, six teams making it out of that second round, we get eight teams that make it out, and then they go straight to single elimination bracket play. And I like this much, much better. Much better. Absolutely. Much better. So we get, a, we, get, we get a bracket of eight teams uh, that'll play in, in both the Netherlands and Poland starting uh, the, all four quarterfinals, actually October 11. That's a very big day. And then semis. Why? Why not just why? Like, why are we doing? Why? Why not spread it out a little bit? You know, I over really, two days. I'm gonna look right now. I really hope they're not at the same times, but they probably are. <laughs> no, they probably are. Yeah, you, you got two. Different oh, yep, locations. they absolutely are. So they're going oh, they two abs- and two. Like, God, goodness guys, gracious, what are we doing come here? On. Why? Oh my goodness. Come on. Why are we playing? Oh. We're playing quarterfinal games. We're cramming them into one day and playing them at the same time. What are we doing? Oh my god. What are we doing? What's We're cannibalizing our own viewers. Oh, volleyball world. I was just about to say how much I like this format. That is I, terrible. I, I also like this format. Oh, I, yeah. I kind of like how it all, you know, plays out. The oh, only thing no. I don't like is as I said that this the 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 points carry over. I'd like to see it just be like, you know, we we get back into it. But I I digress. Um yeah, that sucks. Playing both quarterfinals like two and two like that's uh, it's going to be impossible to watch too. Like it's not going to be at the same time like that's honestly, that's just disrespect to the players too. Like you're in the quarterfinals of the world championships and you can't have the entire volleyball world watching you uh, at that ridiculous. point. Like you have to have a divided, you know, like, and we, it, yeah, why aren't, why are they in different places? That That's, that's the nice part about the, about the bracket matches. You get every, yeah, that's the one thing that I think the men's world championship did right. At least once you got to the semifinals, everyone was in the same place. Even the semifinals of the women's world championship are two are in two different places. 
Uh, in October 12th, one semifinal will be in Gliwice, Poland. And then October 13th, the other semifinal will be in Appledore in the Netherlands. Like, What are the times, I, though? What are the times? Check the times. Uh, well, it, it's, it's two different days. That, those are two oh, different okay. days. So, Why are we doing know, the semis on two different days, not the quarterfinals? What is going on? Four quarterfinals in one day, but the oh, two semifinals goodness. in two different days. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> the Crazy. The trench coats just Ridiculous. can't, you know? Just oh ridiculous. I mean, th- what they're doing is they're keeping like once they repool everyone for that second round, you can see there on the screen uh, that pool E, which combines pools A and D, that's going to be strictly in the Netherlands and Rotterdam for that group and then in Appledorn for bracket. And then the other side is going to be strictly in Poland. So they're keeping all of those teams uh, in those countries all the way up to the finals, which I understand travel wise. But that's that's an easy flight. You give them one day off, you get them to the right spot, and you put on the tournament the way you're supposed to. It's ridiculous. But last but not least, uh, we will have medal matches. They'll be in Appledorn in the Netherlands on October 15th. That's a Saturday. Uh, another thing that I don't totally love, I, I kind of like tournaments ending on Sunday. I think that usually works out a little bit better, but uh, that's it. So Better for the players' party. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so six pools of four. Sorry, my bad. Four pools of six to start things off. Uh, Top four of each make it out. Uh, Then these two big groups of eight where you play the four teams from the other pool. Top eight make it out. Single elimination the rest away. So travel scheduling, a little bit weird. But that's the format of the tournament. And actually, it it is much, much more matches over a longer period of time. And it feels a little bit more to me like a world championship than the men's did. 100%. It just feels like there's a little bit more meat to it. You know, there's a little bit more substance. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we, we we both agree that we like this this format. It's actually it's not it's actually not that bad, you know. Um, I kind of like how many games we're we're gonna get to watch. You know, there's gonna there's gonna, gonna be a lot of games. Absolutely, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be games. it's gonna be a lot of volleyball. Uh, on the flip side of that, these athletes are going to be dead. But you're gonna be able to follow along with us here at Volleyball Sources. We've got our content schedule you, here in front of you. Um, we are gonna be having a few different live shows over the course. Um, just due to time restraints, both Rob and I's jobs and other things, and of course the schedule of the tournament, we're not going to be doing as many shows as as with the men, um, but we're still going to be doing shows pretty consistently. Um, so first and foremost, we're going to do our first update next Tuesday, uh, September 27th. That's going to be normal time, and then from then on, we're going to be every Sunday. Sunday is going to be going to be the day for. Uh, the women's world championships in our coverage. And then we're probably maybe going to be adding in another Tuesday show on top of that at a regular time to talk about the club season that that's starting up and, and everything. But this is what we got here um, for uh, the women's world championships, Tuesday, September 27th, Sunday, October 2nd, some Sunday, October 8th. And then finally to wrap it all up Sunday, October 16th uh, will be the last one. Yep. So not quite like, the frequency of shows we were doing with men's, but uh, the tournament's much, much longer. Format's very, very different. So uh, we'll be jumping back on with you to cover uh, a lot of the meaningful milestones along the way. So like Everett said, week from today and then every Sunday thereafter at the end of the first round of pools, the end of second round of pools, and then the end of the tournament. So uh, that's kind of how we're going to chop it up here on the YouTube channel. But make sure you follow at Volleyball Source on Instagram for a lot more coverage uh, daily throughout the tournament. We'll be a lot more active over there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rob, we've broken it, breaking down, broken down all of the logistics. I think it's time that we jump into breaking down the pools and mull, starting to mull this over. Let's do and it. First off, we've got Pool A, and now 
we just talked about, you know, one of those pools that has lesser teams. Like, how beneficial is it for Netherlands, Italy, and Belgium to be alongside Puerto Rico, Cameroon, and Kenya? Right? <laughs> how many points are these three teams going to carry forward with while playing their bench? You know? There is such a huge drop off in this pool. Such a huge drop off after like Netherlands, they, they get the one seed they're hosting. Seeds don't really matter in this pool play, but uh, they and Poland get the one seed in their respective pools. Italy is a tournament favorite. Belgium is a good team, even though they've had a rough summer. Then a massive drop off. Puerto Rico ranked 18th in the world, Cameroon 25th, and Kenya 30th. I mean, it's it, there's really such a top and bottom to this there's not really going to be any drama except who finishes in fourth i guess yeah 100 percent. and to be, to be honest like that puerto rican team they're ranked 18th in the world but they're not the 18th best team in the world no, right no, like no. even even both cameroon and kenya both of those are inflated because of the zones that they they play in and puerto rico's the same too right so it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting for sure i mean there's four obvious teams that are going to move on from this this pool right like i don't see cameroon or kenya be, beating puerto rico let alone any, any of the other three teams right so i think it's 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 pretty pretty safe to say who, who we think are, are going to be moving on here yeah let's talk about these teams a little bit because this pool is not going to be all that dramatic but it will kind of affect those second round standings if like italy and the netherlands in particular really beat up on on the lower teams in this pool oh uh, let's start with italy so Italy wins VNL this summer with Paola Egonu and, and the whole crew. They're got, they've got to be one of the favorites going into this thing. They finished in second in 2018 at this tournament. They're, you could argue they're the most complete team in the world because they have... Ooh. You could argue it. You could. Mm. They've got the best singular player, and they've got... Uh, of the teams in women's volleyball that have that one dominant player, like Egonu, Hawk, Boscovich maybe Karakur, like those characters that have the, the one incredible opposite. I think Italy has the best supporting cast around that player of any of these tournament favorites. I mean, I guess, but I also think like if you look at the teams like the USA, like that's a complete team. USA in, in, and Brazil are like the more, right? are the more balanced teams. Yeah, 100%. But, but Italy's yeah, I, I guess you're superstar. right. At the, end, at the end of the 100%, at the end of the day, this Italian team is a, definitely a favorite to win, right? And like, are we going to see... Are we going to see the age of Italy right now? Because they doubled up last year at the European Championships with both the men and women winning. And now they have the potential of doing that at the World Championships because like this Italian team is legit. Yes, as, as you mentioned, you have the best player in the world. And you're actually right. Like that's a that's a damn good cast of 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 supporting characters around them. So this this team has the potential to go hundred percent all the way w- without a doubt. And a lot of them have world championship experience. I mean, they got second in 2018, the loss to Serbia in the final, but a lot of these same players were there. Like even Egonu when she was like 19 or something crazy, mm-hmm. she was there. Uh, Christina Kirikela, Ana Danesi in the middles, they were there. Um, Monica De Gennaro, she was definitely there. I think that the setter position might be a little bit newer, whether it's Malinov or Oro. I, I think we kind of expect it to be Oro. And then we, I think, I'm pretty comfortable with their left sides. I think Elena Pietrini is finally healthy, but then you have Katarina Bassetti, Miriam Sila, and whoever their fourth outside happens to be like that. That is a really, really good volleyball team. Yeah, absolutely. All the way through. And like, you know, same thing as on the men's side, this women's team is, is extremely skilled, right? I love watching Oro set the Italian offense. I think she's just magic with them, especially with both, both those middles and being able to run, Agonu and how how they they run their office at the beginning of the set versus the end of the set, beginning of the match versus the end of the match. I think she does a fantastic job. So, yeah, without a doubt, like Italy could be Italy could be my favorite to win this this entire thing. 
it would not be crazy to pick them at all. I mean, they just won VNL. They've had a perfect summer so far. And I do you agree that they're going to win this pool probably pretty easily, even having to play against the hosts? No, I'm not going to say pretty easily because of Paolo Agonu and how she gets sometimes, right? Like she is kind of like, like she can turn off once in a while, right? And what happens to the rest of the team when that happens, right? And, you know, this is, I think this is a team that may lose a game in pool play, right? Like, especially playing against the hosts at home. Maybe you're, you're playing Belgium that has a serious chip on their shoulder after that whole VNL f- fiasco where they're now out of VNL, even though they won four matches, which was more sets than Korea won. Um, so, yeah, like, I, th- I think that there's some serious potential for upsets here. And I like, I'm going to put upsets loosely because I think both Belgium and the Netherlands are, are, are really good teams. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a chance for both of those teams to, to com- come out flying against Italy. Like, Italy has a target on their backs. They do. Every single team who's going to play them wants to beat Italy, right? Because they want to beat Agonu and they want to beat the European champions. And yeah, like I, I definitely think with Agonu at the head of this team, they have a bit of an attitude to them. And I definitely think there's some teams that 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 want to stick it to them. So 100%. I don't see it being a cakewalk for Italy whatsoever, right? I, I think that they're going to get they're going to be challenged like every step of the way. But they're obviously going to make it out of this pool. I mean, oh, they can, they can, they can play. They can play their entire bench and destroy both Cameroon and Kenya and pr- probably Puerto Rico. But that's the thing about this tournament is that so so differently from the men's, where every single match, every set, every point mattered so much. This tournament's really different from that. This is a marathon of a tournament, not a sport. And as long as you finish top four in your pool, it doesn't matter. You finish top four, you're going to the exact same place you're going to finish. You're going to play the exact same teams if you finish first or if you finish fourth, right? Right. right. So they could like forfeit a couple matches, right? Let's go get (laughs) some rest, get some sleep. It's going to be a long tournament. And then we're going to go for a run at the end. Obviously not because those those points pull pull over. But yeah, I mean, as I said, like I think think the Dutch team is, is, is solid. Right, I don't think they're they, what they're they're used to be, but they're very very solid. And then Britt Herbots is one of the best players in the world, right? You can't you can't deny after what we what we seen from her in the VNL and what we have seen from in the, her in the Italian league that she has the potential to to go absolutely off. And you think like you know how many friends Britt Herbots has on the other side of the net when she's playing Italy? Like she's going to be the most motivated person to beat to beat that team. So yeah, That's... I think. Let's talk about those two teams a little bit more. I mean, the Netherlands, like you said, they're not quite the team that they used to be. I mean, they went all the way to the semis in 2018, uh, losing to China in the bronze medal match. They're ranked 10th in the world right now. I think that hosting definitely helps them. I think that crowd's mm-hmm. going to be good. And I mean, the the medal matches are in Netherlands for the for God's sake. So they have a chance of, as far as they go, they're going to be playing at home every single match. And you've got Nika Dalderop, who's like I think their most refined, like most polished scorer. Uh, my question is that opposite for them. Like, is Celeste Plock the player that she used to be? Can she handle a decent amount of the offense? I'm not totally convinced. Uh, I, I don't think I would pick them to beat Italy. I think my favorite match that I'm looking forward to the most is the neighbor match in this pool of the Netherlands versus Belgium. We'll probably determine second. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Yes, I agree, hundred percent. I mean, depending if. One of those, you know, one of those teams takes down a, a match from Italy. Maybe it determines a little bit more, but yeah, absolutely. I think that's going to be the most competitive match if Italy doesn't, if Italy shows up to all their matches. And Belgium, I mean, you you talked about it. They've been the victims of some really just stupid formatting injustices this summer. Uh, they finished fifteenth out of sixteen in VNL, winning four matches in like a crazy 
tiebreaker of a lot of teams that won four matches and they get relegated because South Korea, who didn't even win four sets in the entire VNL, went winless, uh, is a core team and can't be relegated. So Belgium mm-hmm. has to play Challenger Cup. They lose in the finals to Croatia and now they're not playing VNL next year. And that is totally just it's just total trash. And we talked about it when it happened. Uh, it's a huge injustice. And I think it does com- uh, contribute to the chip on Belgium's shoulder. My question, though, being that this tournament is a marathon, not a sprint, can Brit Herbots drop 30 points a game, not just in the early pool matches, but in the second round, maybe even in the bracket? Like, does she have the stamina to do what her team needs her to do, which is score basically all their points? I mean, like, moving on from this round is a almost a certainty for Belgium. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think moving on from the second phase is at all, right? And I mean, at the at the end of the day, this is still the team that only won, you know, they went four and eight at, at Vienna. Like, this isn't a, isn't a team that is destined to be in the final eight, right? I oh, don't no, really definitely see not. That would be, I don't, I, that I don't would be see a great them. accomplishment for them. 100%, right? So, yeah, and I, I think that's exactly why, right? Like, you're exactly right. I think Brett Harbots is probably going to pop off in, in phase one. What is she going to be able to do in phase two? Right, like we've seen how how that goes, and it's going to be interesting to see what other players on the belt on this Belgium team can kind of step up around her. Yeah, I think that's well said. They're going to need something from somebody else, and th- that was kind of their issue in VNL and in Challenger Cup is they really just were so singularly dominated by Britt Herbert, and she didn't have any support. So they're going to have to get somebody else if they're going to make a deep run. But I do think that they can beat Cameroon, Kenya, and probably even Puerto Rico with what they've got. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'd love to say I know anything about this Puerto Rican team, but I nope. I'm looking at this <laughs> roster and there's only there's only a few athletes that I recognize, Brittany Abercrombie uh being one of them, and it seems to have very much turned over from this Puerto Rican team that I've known in the past at pre-pandemic. Um so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think Puerto Rico is one of those like weird spots though that they some sometime produce crazy athletes, you know, kind of like cuba-esque dominican republic-esque on, on the women's side they have that ability too so it's it's going to be interesting i think they move on i think they're, they're more quality for sure than Cam- cameroon in, in kenya and it's going to be great for them to get into the second round and get all of those extra matches against against some good teams but yeah they they move on and then they they go home that's what happens yeah i agree uh and rosters by the way this is this is important to bring up uh the, the teams it's kind of like the men's uh, everybody can name a preliminary roster of something like 25 players, but they're going to have to bring all that down and name a final 14. 14 mm-hmm. players for each team will dress for every match of the tournament. Um, and some of the teams have named those, but not all of them. Uh, I know the, we'll talk about the USA later on. There's a, a lot of rumors surrounding that roster, but it hasn't been released yet. Uh, so we, we know some of the roster details, but not really very many of them. So we're not going to spend that much time unless we're certain about rosters during this show. We'll kind of get into that uh, next week once we've got a couple of matches under our belt. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You want to move on to Pool B? Let's do it. So Pool B, uh, this is a weird one. I, f- I forgot to mention Pool A. This is important. Uh, pool A being played in Arnhem in the Netherlands the whole time. So that's a simple one. The Netherlands at home the whole time. Pool B less simple (laughs) much less simple in terms of the location of the pool it's very weird because they're playing in the netherlands on this friday and saturday so they're making poland one of the hosts fly to the netherlands and play in the netherlands on friday and then all of the teams will play in the netherlands on saturday and then they'll fly right back to poland and play in the rest of the pool in gdansk from september uh 27th to october 1st i just don't understand that i just 
it's why would you play the pool in two different places i don't understand the advantage unless i couldn't get the gym or (coughs) very weird but anyway uh pool b being played in two different places but the hosts poland are in there uh poland ranked 13th in the world uh you've got turkey in there uh fan favorites for sure probably the favorite in this particular pool they're ranked sixth in the world Uh, the dominican republic is in this pool they're ranked ninth in the world Korea is in this pool. We just talked about them. They've had a horrible year, dead last at VNL. They're just free falling in the world rankings right now. They're 21st. Uh, Thailand is in this pool. Uh, they made the playoffs at VNL, which is kind of a nice surprise. They're 14th in the world right now. And then Croatia uh, barely gets into the field as like one of the last teams uh, as having to work hard to qualify out of Europe. But they won Challenger Cup and they're going to play VNL, VNL next team. year. Exactly. Right. This this to me is hands down the pool of death. Right. Oh, there's, I agree. No, there's there's no doubt about it. Right. And if you look at the dichotomy between coming out of pool A and the points that you're going to have, and coming out of the slaughter fest that is going to be pool B, sure Turkey's this the best team, but there's not much separating any of these teams. And yeah, we clown on Korea a lot, but that's still the VNL team. Like you know, I would t- like pick Korea over Puerto Rico, Kenya, or Cameroon any day of the week. That I agree right? with. So. Yeah. So like this, like, yeah, Korea might get slaughtered. Like maybe something will happen. Maybe they unban those two twins who bullied kids back in middle school and they're getting punished for it now. Uh, maybe they'll unban them and have, have some quality on the roster. Well, so, what they're not going to do is bring Kim out of retirement. And therefore, I have no faith in this Korean team whatsoever. Maybe they got someone in the, you know, maybe, they, maybe they've got like a superstar, you know, <laughs> that, that we just don't know about. Who knows? But Maybe. like, I'm still saying that like Korea is a solid volleyball country, right? Like yeah, they have good true. volleyball, good volleyball pedigree. Like they have their own pro league that that is very successful. Like they're gonna bring out a decent team. Like and that team from VNL will have improved a little bit, and you know, like any anything can happen. But this 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 pool is gonna be a slaughter fest. This is is gonna be a slaughter fest for sure. Like and no we get the we get the budding rivalry of Poland versus Turkey. Like I how, how many times have these two teams done like battle on big stages the last couple of years? There was I think there was a Eurovolley in there, there was an Olympic qualifier in there that was a huge one. There's mm-hmm. these two teams uh, if they play each other a lot, I would venture a guess that they probably don't like each other that much. And I'm really looking forward to that. I think I mean, Poland's weird because they didn't play world championships in 2018. Poland's as great of a men's volleyball country as Poland is. The women's program and the women's league and just kind of development really has a lot of catching up to do with the gold standard that is their men's culture. And their national team is is similar. I mean, they've got Ioana Volo. She's awesome. They've got Magdalena Stisiak. She's awesome. Um, I don't think Malvina Smarzek is on the roster, so they won't have her. But they've got talent elsewhere. They've got players I don't know that if we're connected right now Ooh, we may be connected back again uh i think i think i mine i've been fine on my side you might have just lost oh. it for a second but i think we're okay everyone put, okay. put in the Everybody chat let me let me know if you can hear us in the chat uh everything looks good on youtube side anyway i was talking about poland yes poland, sorry i apologize no worries so poland's like they're they're a team on the rise and it's funny because their men's team is a favorite in every tournament they play but their women's is very different they're ranked 13th right now but they've they've put out some great players the last couple of years and they've put out some good performances and played some huge matches is home court advantage Everett is home court advantage. The thing that Poland needs to kind of take the next step as a women's program, this tournament. Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. We know what the Polish crowd crowds have been like. We know what rabid volleyball fans they are. I don't know if they support the women as much as they support the men. I'm assuming. I hope so. I hope so right? too. Right, that would be obviously be fantastic. We, you, you and I both love a Polish crowd. You gotta love it. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think they have that ability. Now, what they're going to do with Stiziak and Smart and Smarzak, like figuring Smarzak's out. Smarzak's not on the roster. That's the oh. thing. She's either a little bit banged up or uh, or just excluded for one reason or another. I, I know for a fact that she will not be playing. Wow, uh, somebody, okay. if, somebody in the chat, if you know exactly what, what what's up with Malvina Smarzaka, please let us know. But that kind of... Honestly, that might make it a little bit easier for Lavarini not having to decide who his opposite is going to be. I was going to say that exactly, but Basil's coming in clutch in the chat. Chat didn't Smarzek turn down the national team because of the way fans treated her after Russia? Yeah, she did have a a, a thing this year because she played club in Russia, and then when the war started, there, um, po the Polish fans and Polish people were among the most most vocal against what was going on in Russia, both like volleyball and just generally. And mm -hmm. uh, I know Smarzek caught a lot of heat for that, but I don't know if, yeah, okay, we got some feedback in the chat. Maybe not an injury. Maybe it's just political. So uh, that's interesting. But honestly, I think that that answers a key question that Poland was going to have to answer. It makes it easier. 100%. I think it's just better for team morale if you know you're running on, on Stiziak. Now, where I'm questioning Poland and their longevity in this tournament is how far can they ride Stiziak, right? Right. Because she's right. a player that even over the course of a match, like she can get tired and she's going to break down. And we're talking about nine matches before you even get to the pool, get to, you know, get to the knockout stages, like the, the, the proper one, if, if, if you want to make a real run. So yeah, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, it's going to, it's going to be a, a long one, but this Polish team does have Jonah Volos back running, running this offense and i think you're right i think playing at home is is a massive opportunity for this team and for someone else to step up on this team especially on the left side and cement themselves as you know a, a top player yeah i agree and you're absolutely right again this tournament is a marathon not a sprint i think that's my biggest takeaway of the difference in format between this and the men's tournament is that every every match in the men's tournament mattered so much this tournament you're going to really see some different approaches in roster management towards keeping your players fresh for a much later run. Like Everett said, you have to play nine matches to even get to the bracket. That's crazy. By the time you would have played nine matches in the men's tournament, the tournament would have been over two matches before that. So the longevity of players' ability to stay at playing at peak level is really going to be something to follow here. And I agree. That's definitely a concern for Poland and Stiziak in particular. Yeah. Absolutely. And like we're getting some messages in this that the chat that are already questioning Stiziak's uh health, right? So if she's coming in questionably healthy into this tournament, what do, what does that do for the, well, the I rest mean, of the we, team? We saw her club season. She barely even she barely played any full matches. It was kind of an opposite by community with her and Lise von Hecke, like for Monza. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. we've barely seen her and we're gonna have to see her at very serious work club this tournament. I'm curious to see how she handles it. 100%. But I mean, there's so many other interesting teams in, in this pool. Turkey, like, w w we've talked about Turkey a lot. We all know their one biggest downfall. They just don't have left sides, right? Will they be able to get over that in this tournament? I think, like, you don't even really need to talk about Turkey because if someone can step up for them on the left side, you know, it's just like their, their men's team. If someone can step up for them, actually, I should say the men's team is like the women's team because the women's team is way better. Um, but if, if, someone, if someone can step up on the left side, for Turkey, even just one of them, just one player step up and just be hit around 50% in the match. I think that's a little, little high, maybe hit around 45% of the match and have a high efficiency and score like 
if like a three setter, I want to see like 12, 13 points from a, a left side. You know, that's that's like nothing crazy. You've you've got character, but ju- and you've got great middles, just enough to take a little bit of stress off, just enough that like out of system stuff, because that's that's what 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 Turkey's gonna need to to move on and or to make an impact. Like this is a team that just getting to the quarterfinals, I don't think is enough. I agree. Can can they p- push forward? But I'm gonna say right now, I think this is Turkey of all of like the best teams might be the most susceptible to get not making it to the the next round a because of the lack of left sides and I think they're they're bound to lose some matches but b because of the the throttle that this pool is going to be right they're going to be any team that comes out of this pool is going to be at such a disadvantage for points moving forward and they're they're crossing over with pool c right pool c right. is also a bit of a it's but but not as much so it's I think I think it's going to be an interesting one for Turkey for sure. It's like I'm 50-50 for them. Either it's going to be great or either it's going to be terrible. And there's there's really no in between with their fans true. That's well. a great point. Yeah, so I mean we talked about Turkey earlier in the summer they finished 4th at VNL and they hosted the finals at home and got smoked in both the semis and then the final or the bronze medal match by a Serbian team that didn't have Tiana Boscovic. So they had a bit of a weird summer. Here's I think I have their roster. So I'm going to read down their outside hitters. Um Notable absence, no Tuba Shinolu. I'm very surprised. So uh, I think she's going to play in like Japan or China somewhere this coming year, but she played like decent minutes on Vakafank this past year. She's not on the roster. You've got Hande Baladin, got Saliha Sahin, you got Maliha Ismailulu from Fenerbahce, and then a couple other characters I don't really recognize. So, I mean, we know how Karakurt is. We know how great their middles are. We know John Suozbe is awesome. They've got to get something. They've got to get one outside hitter character who can really score double digit points kind of consistently. I don't I don't know if I agree that this team has potential to not make it out of pools. I I, I think that they're they're not, size this pool, just oh, out yeah. of phase two. That's that's where more my question. I, I don't I think they're gonna make it out of this pool for sure. Yeah. I'm not saying without a doubt, because as I said, like something could go terribly terribly bad bad character gets injured and then all of a sudden you know that's that's the tournament for them osbay gets injured you know there we go um but i don't think they're going to make it past phase two like i think there's not that i don't think i think there's a serious possibility of turkey not making, making it past phase two interesting okay well i mean you're not wrong because of how hard this pool is and that's the and, and then how hard their next pool is likely to be but do i i think they're easily a top eight team in the world if not maybe a top five team in the world. And I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think their goal is medal. 100%. I think their goal is medal. They, they need one. They need a meaningful medal in an international tournament. Uh, tenth at the last world championship. That wasn't good enough. So they've got work to do. Let's talk about the rest of this pool. We've got the Dominican Republic. Uh, Bethania de la Cruz is back. That's the big thing for them. I mean, they had an up and down VNL. They finished uh, ninth. They're... They finished they finished ninth without Bethania de la Cruz. Right? Exactly. Exactly. So that, that, they had that like t- a terrible week and then a really good week and then a mediocre week. They were really, really streaky. And I think that that behavior of how up and down they are is what's going to make this pool really fun. Also, it's a very different matchup than any of the other teams in this pool. Like they couldn't be more different than Korea or Thailand. They're actually a little bit more similar to Turkey of, of any team, at least in this pool. I'm really curious, but they're, their level of ball control, I just don't have that much faith in. I don't have much faith in their ability to control the ball, stay in system enough to not like just junk Bethania de la Cruz like 50 out of system balls a game. 
but I think that the the who they who this is in this pool gives them like there's a lot of similar teams to them with Poland, Turkey, Croatia. Like Korea is going to be whatever it's it's going to be Korea. Thailand is going to be their hardest game, I think for sure. I think Thailand's going to stick it to them because Thailand's a ball control team. Thailand is a control like active activate engage in rallies and we're going to beat you with defense whereas dominican republic is a bit more of a like side out first team um ba- basil but, in the chat has a point that brenda castillo is back uh yeah 100 percent. Like, i don't know I, if I, I would say best libero in the world i would give that to de Gennaro, but she's really good and that's a huge she difference used so. to be she used to be one of the best liberos in the world i don't think like she's not playing at a high enough level consistently to be considered one of them she's very athletic but you know, she played I, on I, I digress Scandici this year they, they won challenge cup oh, for, did, for, did she yeah, for what it's worth. But okay, uh, fair enough. I take that, that, that back then. That helps them to have two of their three serve reception unit to be De La Cruz and Castillo, like players that have really been there before. That's going to help. Uh, but what else? What else is going on there? And what are those matchups going to look like? I mean, Dominican Republic could be a fun team, if not like a upset potential team for every match. Uh, we talked about Korea a little bit. You just talked about Thailand a little bit. Uh, just a ball control, amazing ball control team all around. But then Croatia, I think, is another huge wild card. I mean, Samantha Fabris is a top ten opposite in the world at least. But do they have do they have the team around her to make an impact? That's what I really question, and I honestly think uh, they're one of my teams that I'm picking not to move on in this pool. Like I, oh, I'm I'm going with with Korea and Croatia because I think that Poland, Turkey, Dominican, and Thailand are all going to be. Are all going to be better? I, for some reason, I just feel it in my gut. I feel like Croatia is going to struggle a little, little bit in, in this tournament. I think, as you said, Dominican Republic is going to be streaky. I think that they have overall more firepower than Croatia, and they're very similar teams. Like they're both banging teams. Like, like they they like to bang balls. Like Croatia isn't known for their for their ball control, right? Or you know, any type of like structured play to you know any type of degree, right? This isn't USA that we're talking about. So, I, I think that. Croatia is is really on the bubble in this in this pool. I really do. Maybe it's a little bit too soon for them to be a real player here because they're just starting to ascend to that VNL level that we know they're going to play next year. But I actually did pick them to make it out of this pool. Uh, I, I think that I mean Korea, unless they find some miracle player that we don't know about, I don't think they really have a chance. But initially, I actually no. picked Dominican Republic to not make it out of this pool. Uh, no, I think I think Dominican is I think Dominican is going to like finish not in fourth, first, second, or third for sure. Okay, not for sure, but that's that's you know that's I'm putting my stamp on it. Okay, uh, I've got Turkey and Poland in first and second in that okay. order. All right. So I think that's it for Pool B. I, I mean that that is stacked. I mean Turkey ranked sixth, Korea ranked twenty first, and everywhere else, everyone else is in between. Like that's a really just tight top to bottom group in terms yeah. of rankings, and uh, it's going to be a fun one to watch. But yeah, uh, I mean move- like you're with sorry, real quick. You're picking Dominican, who's ranked ninth in the world right now. To not that move on. is not a reasonable world ranking, and you know it. That, Why not? That is that does not at all reflect their actual performance in international tournaments. But it, it kind of does though. Like they were pretty, I, they were pretty. Like they once again, they got ninth at VNL this year. They were better than like they were better than the Dutch. They were better than than Belgium. They're better than Canada, obviously. And that once again, that was without their like their best player. I think that like that's a you know that's a Brazil not making it out of their pool type type of call right there. I really think so. Okay, well, I mean, we're only one way to find out. We'll we'll, we'll see this time next week how that take is looking. Uh, let's move on to Pool C, which Everett has both 
the RNI's teams. Uh, the United States will play Canada in the Women's World Championship, and I cannot wait for that. Uh, this pool has the United States. It has Serbia, the defending champs. It has Germany, ranked 11th in the world. It has Bulgaria. It has Canada. And then, bringing up the rear, <laughs> the lowest-ranked team in the entire field, Kazakhstan, at number 39 in the world. I can't believe they're in this tournament. What time is the September 26th? Is that is that Sunday? Uh, oh yeah, it's the last game of the it's the last game of the day on Sunday, isn't it? Monday. I think oh, no, Monday. Sure September twenty sixth is uh six days from now, Monday. Yeah. Last gonna, game oh. of the day, three PM Eastern. We'll put up gonna... we'll, we'll scroll through the schedule of matches towards the end of the show, but yes, that uh that is a big one, Everett, and we might just have to place some kind of a wager on that one. Yeah, well, hundred percent. I was gonna say we should do uh, another live, like watch along for that one, and just oh, that's talk, a great idea. Talk trash the entire time back and forth, and, and I, I think that would be a lot of fun. But man, this pool is this pool is gonna be interesting. Take out Kazakhstan. I do think like in the past they've been all right, and I've always been like more impressed about them than I like. I always think they're gonna be really bad. And I'm always like, oh, okay, they're not they're not actually that bad. But yeah, I don't think they have a chance here. But there's two clear favorites. There's USA and Serbia. And then the Germany, Bulgaria, Canada little triangle is gonna be a lot of fun Spicy. to watch. I think that is where, you know, there's gonna be some shimmy shimmies and 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 whatnot. <laughs> and uh I think Bulgaria is really on the bu- bubble here in with with between all these teams. But I think I think Canada's actually got a pretty good shot, right? Like if you look at the the team that we had from VNL and and if if you're looking at that that roster that we have, I mean our our top roster is really damn good with Alexa good. Gray and Caravan Reich, Maglione Cross in the middle, um Bree setting like it's going to be really good. I think there's going to be always the question mark of who's going to be Libero. I think Julia Merman did a really damn good job for like a 19 year old uh, this past past summer for for Canada, like stepping off the court from the U of T Varsity Blues into the Libero. How does her maturation come into to play in, throughout this tournament? Uh, and then there's the big question marks of healthy, right? There's the, well, there's the big question marks of the P2 position. And then there's also the, the health, right? Alexa Gray hasn't been participating in pre-tournament uh, matches because she's, you know, resting and, and stuff like that. And Jen Cross, um is wearing a boot off court at the moment she's practicing and 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 stuff like that but she wears a a boot off court so i you know we'll we'll see but if this team can stay healthy i think that they can do decent you know i think that this team can make a decent run definitely make it into phase two i think that we have a good shot against both germany and bulgaria uh we bought bulgaria this year didn't play germany but we did beat them last year so we have like recent wins against both both those teams, and uh, yeah, I, I think we have a good shot to move for, move on. I uh, I've got Canada making it out of this pool as well. My thing about Bulgaria is, do they have Elitsa Vasileva or not? Uh, I'm not I'm not sure the answer to that yet. I mean, she was their best player by far. Uh, it's kind of a similar story to her husband. Her husband is Alexander Atanasievich of Serbia. Like their team, their respective teams really will go as on, only as far as they go. Uh, Bulgaria is only going as far as Vasileva goes. I'm not sure if she's on the roster or not. I would assume that she is. Uh, and then Germany is kind of a weird up and down team. They had an okay VNL, but I kind of feel like Canada Canada will beat at least one of the two. Uh, maybe not both, but at least one of the two. Uh, so I've definitely got Canada making it out. But I want to spend some time talking about these top two teams. 100%. Who at Volleyball World or at the FIVB has something against the United States such that in both world championship tournaments we were included with another tournament favorite in our pool 
what is this garbage? Why did the USA men have to play Poland in pools? Why do the USA women have to play Serbia in the first round of pools? What is going on with that? Now, it doesn't, the stakes aren't nearly as high as they were in the men's tournament, since even if like one of those teams is going to finish 5-0, and the other is probably going to finish 4-1, and they're both going to move on. But why, why are they playing that early? Why, why are we doing that? I mean, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to a draw, right? So no one's picking these pools. And it's just, it's just how, the, how the cookie crumbled. Uh, and I mean, you could argue that, you know, there's, okay, you know, maybe, not, maybe there's not other tournament favorites in, in other ones. But I mean, hey, that, that's, that's the way she goes sometimes. These are two it, of it, the three, maybe four tournament favorites in one pool. And I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I mean, although, I, I, although they're I not going to knock each other out this time, like right? Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing is that it really doesn't matter. To be honest, it's just a warm up. It's meaningful competition, right? It's going to be way better to play Serbia in what's ultimately a meaningful match for a meaningless match for both teams because they both know they're going to move on, right? It's going to be the minimal points for for the, for them to move on, and, and they're going to be playing other other teams. Um, so I think it's it's a it's a good warm up for both teams. So yeah, I I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I mean, hey, this this Serbian team, they went all the way to and to the VNL Final Four and got themselves a medal without Tiana Boscovich. I mean, we just talked about Bethania de la Cruz coming back to the Dominican Republic. How is Tiana Boscovich going to affect this, this Serbian team? And I think that may have been the best case scenario for the Serbian team because you made other players step up. You made uh, other people kind of establish their roles to this team. And now Boscovich is coming back to a much stronger team. And once again, they're the defending champs. Right. So they have a lot to prove in this. And I think I think Serbia is going to be ready to play. I, I think they're going to they're going to they're, they're going to bring it and they're, and they're going to be ready to play. That is some people are bringing up some good points in the chat because of how the the second round pools go and how the brackets go. Um, it, it is kind of nice that the USA is guaranteed to not play Serbia in the second round. Mm-hmm. But um, out of those those second round pools, the bracket crossovers in the first round will be within that second round pool. So there's a great chance that the USA and Serbia play again uh, in, in the round of eight. If one or if one of them gets knocked off a random match here or there, like pools, pools a and D on one side and then pools B and C on the other side will not see each other until the finals. That's so dumb. So, like, so pools B and C are totally linked all the way through the semi through the end of the semifinals. Same with pools A and D. And so they're, they're going to draw the, the quarterfinals from teams that will have already been within that same group of eight in pools That's C so and so dumb. So there's a great chance we see pool rematches in there, and I don't like that. So it is very likely that – well, actually, it's impossible for USA-Serbia to be the goal, you, uh, medal you match. Will, it you can only be a semifinal. You, can, you will 100% – like in the quarters and semis, you will 100% play a team that you've already played, right? Because the, 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 the pool that you're going to be playing in is going to be, you're going to play one, one half of the pool in the first round and one half of the pool in the second right. round. So that, ah, uh, that's so dumb. Yeah, so, so, semi, so, so semifinals dumb. are pretty much guaranteed to be a rematch. Actually, I think that might be fully guaranteed to be a rematch. But So we can, we can call it now, like it's probably going to be a USA-Serbia semifinal. Probably. I mean, they're, they're the best two teams in those two pools. I mean, they've got Poland, Turkey, Dominican yeah, Republic, and that other pool. I mean, it has to be USA and Serbia. I mean, that's and it's, it's a revenge match from VNL because you remember the USA was the number one seed in VNL. They got knocked off randomly, like the two versus seven match by a Serbian team without Tiana Boscovic, who went on to win bronze. And you're right, Boscovic comes back, reigning MVP of the tournament. 
So he's jumping in on a team that is more well-rounded than the team we saw at the Olympics last year, for example, when the USA completely destroyed Serbia in the semifinals by just putting on a defensive clinic of how to slow down Tiana Boscovic and dare everyone else to beat you and nobody else could. I think everybody else in the Serbian team can beat you now more than they could a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. I think they have way more weapons. I, I think this team is 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 got something to prove, right? So uh, I think they have a bit of a chip on the shoulder from the Olympics. Getting to play the United States going to be twice is maybe three times is is going to be is going to be great and so yeah it's uh i mean no no they'll only play twice they won't they'll play, play twice times. yeah they'll, they'll play twice all right yeah. so let's I, let's talk about the united states the the roster for the united states is something i'm very very interested to see and i'm i'm we've been hearing actually somebody posted in the chat just earlier uh the rumor of the 14 player roster and there are going to be a couple key decisions to be made. These aren't official yet, but these are the rumors that I've heard. Thing number one is no Micah Hancock. I think that the two setters on the American roster will be Jordan Poulter and Lauren Carlini. And that's been a, an interesting three-way battle throughout the last couple of years. We know that Carlini was left off the Olympic roster. It looks like she may have leapfrogged Micah Hancock for this roster. Opposites, no surprise, going to be Jordan Thompson and Annie Drews. Middle blockers, there is kind of a surprise. Jaco Bogu. No surprise. Haley Washington, no surprise. But the other two middle blockers, from what I hear, are going to be Anna Stevenson and Hannah Tapp. No Dana Redke on this American World Championship roster. And I don't know if wow. she, I don't know if she's injured or not, but I am shocked if she's not a top four middle blocker in the country. Uh, Libero, no wow. surprise. Justine Wangarantes and uh, Morgan Hentz. But the outside hitter position was clearly the United States' biggest weakness at VNL. We've been trying to replace Jordan Larson, Kim Hill, Michelle Barch-Hackley, like all these absolute studs. That was that, that did not go particularly well in the VNL finals. Uh, Kelsey Robinson is a surefire starter who's going to start next to her. And from what I'm reading, Everett, Catherine Plummer is not on this roster. Doesn't surprise me. That's what I'm reading. I, I hear that Catherine me. Plummer is not on the roster. I don't know if she's hurt or just left off. But her VNL performance was very heavily scrutinized, and for good reason. She did not deliver in that tournament. And the other outside hitters, uh, Ali Franti, Karabayama, and uh, who's the last one? I'll have to scroll up and figure that out. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll get back to you with whoever the last outside hitter is. But I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I thought that this program was still going to be built around Catherine Plummer and give her a longer leash. Maybe not. Maybe I was totally wrong about that. I mean, I've been saying it now for a while. Right, her performance in big time games at the pro level, Stanford's one thing, but when she stepped into the pro level, haven't hasn't been good. Like the only matches that Canicliano lost this year were because of Kathleen Plummer shutting down. Right, <laughs> the, the, true. the biggest matches that USA lost this year were because Catherine Plummer shut down and they didn't take her out and they left her in then there to flounder i would love i would love to hear from that one youtube commentator who basically told me i was an idiot and didn't watch volleyball and had no idea what i was talking about because i went off on Catherine palmer do you see what she did in the vnl finals how was she then do you see what she did in the Champions league final how was she then right there's no i'm not surprised by Catherine palmer like a lack of presence on this team because She's really good in pool play, but then doesn't do it when it when it needs to when it needs to be done. She's a liability on serve receive, and if she's bad in serve receive, then it just it just crumbles around her. So why not go and like 
I don't know why. I know nothing about her. I also feel like she's kind of a diva. I don't know why. I'm just throwing that out there because I because I feel like it. And uh, <laughs> that's a pretty uneducated take. <laughs> a little bit, but I'm 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 going I'm going with it. That's that's a bit of a, a pop off and just going by my gut. But yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me, right? Like I think that they went with the plumber route in VNL and they didn't win it, right? And so now they're going to go with something else. Uh, Sarah Wilhite Parsons is the fourth outside hitter. Uh, thanks. Yeah, and she, she was sick characters. in Vienna. Yeah, she's good. She, she's good. I really like Ali Franti, and I really like Karabayaman. I'm glad that all three of them are on the roster. Uh, I'm really wondering who the second starter is going to be. It could really be any of the three. Uh, but th- there's, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting around on being okay with playing Serbia early because it will teach us a lot and the match isn't nearly as high stakes as like the Poland versus USA match was on the men's side. So maybe that actually might be a good thing. Uh, we're going to learn a lot about our outside hitters, about our serve reception unit, about our offense uh, in throughout pool play. And as the USA almost always is one of the deepest teams in the world, if not the deepest. The deepest. I would 100% they are the, the deepest, right? But We've talked about it before. They just miss that one person. And they don't even need to be an all-star, but someone who's going to be like, give me the ball when it matters. That's that's what we're missing from from this this team USA, and that's what we saw missing at BNL. Yeah, uh, I think that's going to be Jordan Thompson when it comes down to it, uh, but I'm curious to see how that really plays itself out. I mean, the depth's going to be an advantage in a tournament that's a marathon, uh, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, it would be cool if we could beat Serbia in that first match. Might get a little bit better of a seed, but it's almost definitely going to be a USA versus Serbia semifinal. Yep, definitely. I mean, it's might as well bet on it now. Might USA, well on it now. USA Serbia semifinal. Like it's 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 gonna happen. Look it. Look All right. It. Uh, anything else about Pool C? Uh, I I think I'm with you, Everett. I think Canada can make it out of this pool. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling much more secure about the women's team than I did about the men's team. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a crazy time to be alive when. Canada women's volleyball inspires, inspires more. Yo, we here, we're coming. Let's go. I love it. Yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Canada with the exception of one match, but uh, I'm rooting for you guys. Ooh, wait, real quick. No Maya Ojanovic for Serbia. Yeah, uh, we kind of knew that. Uh, at least I had heard that. Uh, no Maya. She's on like lukewarm terms at best with the national team. And I don't think she's going to come back and set. But that's, I mean, that's a loss. But that's that's kind of okay. I mean, they've got. I can't remember who their other setter characters are, but they're good enough, and they had that great run at VNL, so they have confidence now. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, on to Pool D, last but not least. Last but not least. All right, so Pool D, uh, we actually got some pretty tightly packed here, teams here as well. Uh, yeah. I, three South American the teams. There are three yeah. South American teams in this pool. Uh, you've got oh, Brazil. Yeah. Well, let me just run them down. Brazil, second in the world. China, fourth in the world, reigning bronze medalists. Uh, Japan, seventh in the world. Uh, Colombia, out of nowhere. Apparently, they're ranked 16th. I'm kind of surprised by that. Argentina, ranked 22nd. And then the Czech Republic, who's ranked 19th. So two Asian teams, three South American teams, and a European team uh, making a Pool D. Uh, again, quite the battle in those top three spots. I'm interested to see which of those teams, like Colombia, Argentina, or Czech Republic, ends up taking fourth to move on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think this pool is is going to be tightly tightly contested. Uh, I do think Japan's going to do really, really well early on because that's what they do is they go 
buck wild in the opening matches and beat everyone and then just fizzle out by the end of the tournament. Um, well, we so yeah, see I think, that VNL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that's exactly what we're going to see from this Japanese team here. I think they're going to be really, really good in pool play, um, especially against like those the lower three teams. You know, it's not as thoroughly competitive as I think as pool B. I think there's a little bit more of a line between Brazil, China, and Japan, and then Colombia, Argentina, and Czech Republic. But regardless, I think all the matches are going to be entertaining. And that that race for the bottom, the the fourth spot is going to be really interesting between uh, the two South American teams and and the Czech Republic. So I think I think like Colombia is actually pretty pretty damn good. We we'll watched them a little bit uh, at the Pan Am Cup, uh, and they are a pretty big physical team. Like they bang balls, and Argentina is is, is really skilled as well too. So I think anything could could ha- could happen in this pool. Um, I almost. I'm going to say it now. One of the three bottom teams is going to upset one of the three top teams just in one game, right? Okay. Just, 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 just one team, but one of those three teams is going to get, get a win against either Brazil, China, or Japan. Yeah, okay. I could and see I, that. And I, and I don't think it's going to be Japan. Okay, that, that is what I would have picked is Japan falls asleep and doesn't have the right style matchup against maybe a Colombia-type team. Yeah, but China doesn't have Zhang or Zhu. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know we, we should, they don't have Zhu, but oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, uh, thank you, chat, for giving us some feedback here. There's a lot of people who know a lot about this stuff. Uh, maybe I'm not particularly high on China. I mean, they're fourth in the world because of some all time great runs in the last 10, 15 years or so, but I would think it's safe to say that they're on the decline. Uh, this is, I think, this is Brazil's pool to lose very, very clearly. I, there's 100%. no way there's a a better team in this pool or a better player in this pool than Gabi Guimaraes. But can Brazil medal at this tournament? I'm not quite as convinced. Although they will have probably a favorable bracket draw and they're going to probably run into Italy in the semifinals, if I had to guess. Yeah, like who's, who's like, I think, I think we've got, we already know the semifinals. It's going to be Italy versus Brazil on one <laughs> side. It's going to be a USA versus Serbia and the other. That's right? very like, likely. Yeah. Well, who's, who's going to stand up to Brazil? I think, once again, I think they're going to lose it. I think Brazil is going to lose a game, one game in pool play. You know, maybe, sure. maybe even yeah. two. And like, but this is going to be a team that's going to, going to go the distance. Right. I, I think un, undoubtedly. So yeah, I think, yeah, ship it now. If you're a betting, if you're a betting person, bet it's going to be Brazil and, uh, and Italy in the one semifinal and USA versus Serbia in the other one. It's crazy that the pools line up in such a way that you're like immediately put into two funnels that, 100%. and it's, then it's the semifinals. So, so we can already kind of predict this. That actually makes it kind of lame. It would have been way better if, you had like like first and third from one pool going went to one one and then the first and third you know like like mix them up and then once we got I into the quarterfinals I can't believe they're not crossing versus, over first versus fourth like the fact there's no crossover is Crazy. such bush league like it's the it's the high school tournament that's being played in two different high schools and they don't cross over into the finals just because you know the kids don't don't have a car and, and stuff like that and it's too far to walk so exactly like, it's exactly that's, what it is you know or it's the 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 men's like senior tournament that they play on a saturday and they're just like let's just play it this way boys you know we'll just we'll play our guys you play your guys and we'll meet up at the end you know it's it's just three boomers in a trench coat that's that's (laughs) true it's truly what it is honestly i really think that when they were building this schedule the the three boomers in the trench coat were really unsteady and they were like you know kind of like space jam style looking through the holes of the trench coat and that's why that's why it's so (laughs) messed up because they were battling with themselves like yeah, maybe maybe they were I don't know. Like yeah, it's it's just it's just there's just so many omissions that just seem very stock. Maybe like any 
rational person would look at it and be like, well, this doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> and no one did. So, yeah, I think I just think it was a bad day for the trench coat. Oh, I've, nothing makes me happier than the three boomers in a trench coat imagery. It's just so funny. Uh, but yeah, there are some poor choices that were made. There is still going to be good volleyball played along the way. Uh, this pool could be fun. Uh, China and Japan playing is always fun. Uh, Brazil, Argentina, even though that's going to be lopsided this time, that's always fun. Uh, Colombia is a wild card. This pool could be good. I've got uh, Brazil, Japan, China, and I've got Colombia coming out in fourth. Yeah, I, I have those uh, those those four teams. And we've we've got some people in the chat saying that Colombia beat Brazil in the CV, uh, CSV finals uh, a few years back. And Brazil had a few of their A team players. So like, I think this Colombian team is going to be good. Um, no Julia Bergman for Brazil. Uh, right. She's, yeah, she's, 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 a Georgia, she's a she's, Georgia Tech. I can't believe that she's prioritizing <laughs> NCAA over world championships. Like that, that to me is crazy. Shocking. And I mean, for Georgia, like, like Georgia Tech, you're going to tell your like, yeah, sure, you're telling your best players, but like, what you can't get like, are you that bad of a school? You can't get press of your best player going to the world championships and competing for Brazil and starting. Like, she has the potential of going to win a world championship medal and then going back. Like, NCAA needs to st- step in here at some point and be like, hey guys, this is like a Go. PR issue now. Do this because this yeah. this is this is going to look great great on us and we look like dorks if we don't. Once again, volleyball is volleyball, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, yeah, that, that that would be a no-brainer to me. I mean, there's nothing stopping you in terms of like NCAA rules for going to play that tournament. Go, go play the world championship. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> somebody in the chat says FIVB has to hire you guys. Uh, I think that they should, but they probably shouldn't listen to all the trash we talk about them on the show. <laughs> that might get in our way. They might learn, learn a thing or two, but you're not yeah, wrong. They really might. <laughs> All right, uh, let's scroll through a little bit of the schedule, Mr. DeLorme. Let's go through, uh, starting from the top, and see what matches are good uh, before the next show that we do being a week from today. So uh, all the the, the times that you're going to see in orange in the middle of your screen right now are uh, North American Central time, just because that's where I happen to be. So uh, add an hour onto those for Eastern time. Um, Starting off like Poland, Croatia. Could be a decent match. A Friday kicking the tournament off. That's noon Eastern. Netherlands, Kenya, don't bother, don't waste your time. Uh, let's see. September 24th is Saturday. What do we got? Turkey, Thailand, maybe. Uh, Italy, Cameroon, definitely not. USA, I think Turkey, Thailand is, I think Turkey, Thailand is definitely the best match on this day. With definitely the best. Yeah, definitely the best I, I match think, on this I day. Think, I think Thailand's going to win. You think Thailand's going to beat Turkey? Wow. Yeah, I, I think, think so. that's quite the, quite the pick. I mean, okay, I, I, I think kind of like it. Re- I think Thailand's a really good team, and once again, they match up super well against a team like Turkey. Who, like Thailand's going to put you out of system a lot. And if there's one thing that Turkey isn't good in, is, is when they're out of system. So that's like, you know, and they they are going to frustrate the crap out of Karakurt, and she's not the most level-headed player. So I like, think that's like I've, I'm on the opposite side. I think that's going to be a three-zero beatdown for Turkey. I think uh, Gunesh and Erdem are going to have like twenty stuff blocks between the two of them. Okay, well, I closed the bar on Friday night, so maybe I'll still be up at 7, and, and I'll be able to watch that one. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to Sunday. Uh, let's see, what do we got good here? Serbia and Canada, a uh, nice test for your Canadian women. Germany, Bulgaria is a huge one. Uh, Japan, Colombia could be kind of a fun style matchup. I, yeah, I think Japan, Colombia might be might be really good, actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that, Ger- that Germany-Bulgaria is a massive match. Right? That's, that's quite possibly the biggest match for both those teams right out of the gate. So yeah, I I think that one's going to be 
definitely i'm definitely going to watch that one and then obviously the serbia canada one uh uh that starts an hour later in the same place so once again they're don't not, know how they don't must, know how they're doing this two gyms they, they've they clearly or have like one facility with two courts in it but that's not a world championship no but they must have multiple gyms look at they the times look at the time starting on this one yeah. you have three games starting within an hour and a half of, of of each other so they must like 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 what's going on do you get a ticket and can you mill about like is there a walkway over top that you can mill about and like watch what's going on like no that idea be, it, yeah it has to be it has to be because there's like yeah like is, six a.m. my time, seven a.m. my time, seven fifteen a.m. my time. Is this time. like an there's open nationals situation where there's just sport court in a in a hall, you know, and you 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 get changed by like the the little uh, I hope you know, not chairs. I, I hope not. I mean, I, that's the, that, that's how VNL was in the bubble last year, but that was out of necessity. Yeah, this is this isn't this isn't a bubble. This isn't VNL. This is the World Freaking Championship, and the, the players deserve better than this. So I'm oh, curious crazy. to see the they setups. Have one football stadium with multiple courts. No way. That's really crazy. That's going to be okay. interesting to see. But uh, join the Discord and put a picture of that in there. I have to see that. Yeah. Uh, that plug for the volleyball source Discord. I'll link in the description. Huge. Great online community for volleyball fans is going to be big for this tournament. You're going to want to join in there to get into the discussion. It's basically the engine of this show. It, it really is. Uh, and yeah. I cannot believe if they have a picture, if you have a picture of that setup, please send it to us. That's crazy. Or someone, someone link an Instagram post in the chat. Unbelievable. That's also like if there's okay, a post, Instagram gotta post, see that. Like, it must be on Instagram by now. Right it has to be okay. Yeah, S- send that to us somehow. I've got to see what that looks like. Uh, anyway, that, that's it for this Sunday, September 25th. Monday the 26th, we've got USA Canada, huge one there. Brazil, Argentina, uh, Serbia, Bulgaria. I don't know if that's going to be all that good. Japan, Czech Republic. I don't know, maybe. Um, USA Canada, Everett. What do you want to put on this? What do you want to put on this? I'm not betting on this game. Like I'll do, a, <laughs> I'll do a live chat with you and we'll talk trash. But there's no way I'm betting on this game. And if, if it, like like if we stakes... lose, if we lose, I will sing the na- I will sing your national anthem in French. But I don't think we're going to lose, and I'm not even going to make you do anything. I'm not even going to make yeah, you do anything like, if we win. That's, it's, it's, not, it's, it's anticlimactic on, on the <laughs> women's side. You know, I would love for it to be, and I think it's way better than it used to be. Um, like, I, I would like to, like, maybe we can bet on, like, set scores or something like that. Like, can I say we're going to win a set? Like, can that, can that, can, can can that be the bet versus 3-0 versus, versus 3-1? Um, but no, yeah, even, no. I, I think the chances are too high that you take a set for me to be willing to bet on that. Even then, I don't, I'm not entirely, entirely sure. So, uh, and like that, yeah. So, but the Fine. The day, you know like, what? Two sets. If Canada takes two sets, you win, and I sing your national anthem. Um, if Canada only takes one set, then nothing happens. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, good. Uh, I mean, I'm, we're I'm in trouble there. Uh, somebody just put in the chat. Yes, yes, the volleyball world YouTube channel got hacked. I heard about that earlier today. That's uh, that's quite interesting. That 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 is interesting. I wonder I wonder how that's going to you know, do it. I wonder if can I can I can I spew a quick conspiracy theory that well, just came to my it. head? Let's hear it. Okay, so we know that like Titans volleyball is based out of Russia, right? Yep. And we know that they have a, a working relationship with Volleyball World. And we know that Titans Volleyball can't monetize their channel because they're based in Russia. So what if it's Titans Volleyball seeking retribution against <laughs> Volleyball World and they're hacking it and, and, and trying to take it over? Is that, is that too far? Is that, is that, is that too much? That's, that's a little too tinfoily, but I respect the take. Okay. Very creative. Fair, fair enough. I should have said it with more conviction and maybe people that jumped on the bandwagon. Awesome. Who had, 
I would love, I would love for one day we should have like the rumor segment where we both each like we try to come up with like, the craziest rumor possible and <laughs> see, see which we, one goes viral. Yeah, and we can see if we can we we can get it going. We, and we just say it completely regularly, and our fans have to figure out what is the rumor of the day. Oh, I might have just come. Yeah, up that's with that's that. a segment. That's a segment. That, that's, I think, but like, like it's a two secret. It's, and alive, it's, a, it's like a secret yeah. segment where we don't tell you. You know, like we just slip it in. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll have to brainstorm about this later. I okay, think, I think we're, we're onto something. We're onto something there. But yeah, anyway, back, back to these. This matches. is why the FIVB will never hire Everett. <laughs> That's what just came through on the chat. Uh, awesome. Now the, the the FIVB doesn't know it, but they need stuff like this. Uh, okay, USA Canada on Monday. I mean, that's clear. The match to watch that day, and then Tuesday uh, before we come back on the show, you've got Dominican Republic and Croatia, which could be kind of good. I think, China I think Colombia that's could be, be good. A banger match. Italy, Belgium could be good. Uh, and then Poland, Thailand could be good too. I'm pretty sure Thailand beat Poland in VNL, if I remember correctly. So yeah, I think a yeah. lot of good matches next Tuesday, a week from today. Yeah, 100%. Next Tuesday is going to be a banger of a day to, to, to watch some volleyball. You can watch it basically all the way through, quality yeah. all the way through. Tons and tons and tons of matches going on. So uh, we'll stop the, the schedule, look over there, it, because we'll be back a week from today with the show to recap uh, all this crazy stuff. Even the Battle of Africa, I think, is going to be fire. That's going to be fun. That's going to be the most. Honestly, I'm going to watch that match because I typically, anytime an African team is playing, no offense, I just never watch. Like it's just, it's just not worth it. It's because well, they're just not as good. Yeah, yeah, 100. Right. It's just not not an entertaining match, and because it's volleyball, there's always another match going on, right? Because we like to, you know, oversaturate our market that's under underserviced. But regardless, uh, I think this might be the best like Africa African featured match at a world championship ever. Like Africa versus Africa. Like I don't know why we're just lumping like you've got two Norseka teams in 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 one pool with Canada and USA. You got the two African teams in one pool. You got three South American teams in one pool. Once again, the boomers in the trench coat were really they were really unstable that day. Gotta get away from this drawing of lots crap. I don't know why volleyball's so obsessed with drawing lots. It's the stupidest thing in sports. Yeah, it's I mean I I, I, I have no problem with the drawing of lots, but like let's like let's make it work. You know, let's just spend an afternoon figuring it out and figuring out how it can be equitable. That that's requires that requires removing the trench coat and getting off one another's shoulders, and that's never going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but then they, 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 they wouldn't be able to see onto the table. That's the problem, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Amazing. Uh, I, th- I think we're a little off the rails. It might be time to wrap up the show. Uh, this has been good stuff. Uh, the tournament starts on Friday. Every match streaming live on Volleyball World TV. Join the Volleyball Source Discord. Uh, we'll be talking all about it there. We'll be back a week from today. Uh, to catch up with everything that's going on. What Real else quick, do we have, Everett? Who's your Who's your pick? United States. Okay. Well, I mean, that was. I feel stupid even you asking. Asked. <laughs> oh man, what would? Who do I think is going to win? I'm picking the United States. Uh, I, I know Italy seems to be the sexy pick. Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm picking. The... I'm picking Italy in this one. All right. I'm going to go hang out with Monty and Tommy and yeah, I'm going to go hang out. I'm going to go hang out with Italy uh, in this one because we were both dead wrong in the men's world championships. Maybe we'll be both dead wrong in this tournament as well. Yeah, probably will be. So uh, I guess we'll we'll see. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, Once again, our next episode of this show is going to be next Tuesday um, at the same time, 730. And then the rest of the women's world championships uh, content will all be on Sundays, all the subsequent Sundays after that for three in a row. Uh, Make sure to 
like this video, subscribe to Volleyball Source if you haven't. If you want to become a member of the channel, please do. Uh, for five bucks, you know, you get to become a uh, um, thank you for participating member. That's the first level. You get a nice little cookie um, on, on your chat, and there's going to be a few other things as well. Make sure to go check out that volleyball.store. Um, you can look great like Rob and I. Um, and yeah, once again, join the Volleyball Source Discord. It's uh, it's truly where it's at. How many people is, is in it right now, Rob? Oh man, Discord's uh, easily eight hundred, maybe more. Uh, it's it's getting. It's we're getting like we're like eight fifty, like getting close to eight fifty. Crazy, yeah. yeah it's a incredible resource and just really really fun. So jump in there to enjoy the tournament. Yeah, definitely hit up that volleyball dot store. Uh, links in the description for that and the Discord. We will see you, beautiful people, a week from today. Uh, enjoy the volleyball starting on Friday. Peace.